Welcome and thanks for tuning into our podcast. My name is Donovan, my wife Jessica and I are the lead pastors here at Destiny Church Praha. We know that today's message will bless and encourage you because the Bible tells us that the Word of God is alive and active. If you want to connect in with us, be sure to subscribe to this podcast, follow us on social media or visit our website at destinypraha.com. Let's get into the Word. They called me around here, Dano. Hello. Hello. Um, hello. <laughs> Over polite. <laughs> That's cool. So I'm uh, part of the core team, I suppose, here in Destiny Praha. And in this season, what's really on my heart is, and I guess it's also a personal shift in, in my life, is to look at how we can reach the city. Um, and those people in the Bible, they were called evangelists, or I don't know if it's a profession that was established in the church, but um, actually, Ephesians speaks about this profession, right? <laughs> but it's not really a profession as of what you put on your CV, but it's a calling on life. Mm-hmm. And I strongly feel that, and I'm no expert, but I strongly feel that God is calling me to this in my life at this season. And perhaps going forward as well. And as Donovan already mentioned, uh, it's been brewing for some time. And I'm a bit scared, to be honest. I'm a bit nervous, a bit scared, because when God um, calls you, He never calls you in a very general sense. He calls you very specifically to something you need to do, something you need to get your hands on and get dirty, and you know, you need to give up something on the way. Uh, to do that, and that's something I'd like to speak uh, to you about today. So um, I hope I'm not going to be rusty. It's, a t- it's, it's some time that I've been speaking like this. Last time we were online, and I would like to welcome you guys also tuning in through this Star Wars cover on the phone, so to speak, like uh, into the universe, I guess. Uh, but it's good to have you with us um, like this. It's too bad you couldn't be with us, but hopefully next time you'll be able to do so because we are believing that um, this craziness will stop one day, right? So guys, I'd just like to quickly pray before I get into the Word and what God put in my heart. Maybe I completely abandon the, the notes and go, go very, very, very real, but we'll see how that goes. So Holy Spirit, um, in order to do that well, uh, I'd like to welcome you here, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we need you. We need you in our lives. We need you uh, in our families. We need you in our churches. Holy Spirit, without you, we're just acting, but with you, we can become real. So Holy Spirit, I call on your name today that you will minister to us through the word. You minister to us personally as well, because each one of us sees you differently. Each one of us needs you differently. Each one of us is in different situations where we need the power that you bring to be used. And I call you just to do that in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Good, so let's get into that. I'm not sure what's behind me. I, uh, I was asked to prepare something and I prepared it, but I brought it today. So it was a bit too late, but I had some scripture ready, nothing crazy, no points, but uh, just three scriptures really. And I'm gonna um, tell you the scriptures now so you can already find them in your Bibles. And we'll be preaching from Genesis 15, John 14, and Isaiah 42. So these three uh, scriptures 
Um, I'd like to have everything covered because they say, oh, he just preached from the Old Testament, or he just preached from the New Testament. So this is all the mixture, and there's Isaiah into it as well, so he's, he's the bridge there, right? So let's, let's get into that. And I like to call the title of today's message, Become Unstuck. Become Unstuck. Let's become unstuck. And there's a subtitle as well, so I'd like to expand on the title, and that's a bit challenging, maybe a bit... Um, Crazy, I don't know, but I'd like to call it, who else are you holding down? Who else are you holding down with your being stuck? Or stuckedness? I don't know how you say that in English. Your stuckedness. You know, who else you're holding down by being stuck somewhere? And I'm preaching to the church, right? I'm preaching to the church. We are the church. We are His people. God called us. We are here. And we think, you know, we are doing something special on a Sunday. We go to church. And still, we can be stuck. We can be stuck in our environment. We can be stuck in our holy things that we do. We can be stuck in our behavior. We can be stuck in how we're supposed to act. And we are really not being what God called us to be. He called us to church. We are in a church. But still, we are unable to get unstuck, unable to become real with Him first and then with the people around us that can help us to be unstuck. And I'd like to... If you haven't been here last week, Donovan had an amazing message. I'm pretty sure if somebody requested, we can send them to them, right? Yeah. Uh, and I think the message was very challenging, and he was speaking about us really just asking God what we need. And it went uh, like this. It was from John 1, 35. And Donovan was saying, and he was challenging us on this question. What do you want? Just ask the question. What do you want? And we thought Dom is asking us some crazy question. What do we want? Maybe the Lamborghini. I'm not sure. But actually, it wasn't his question. It was a question from John 1.35 when Jesus is asking people, What do you want? Yeah. And there were a few, I think two questions that he asked us at the end of the service. And I'm hoping that you have the answers by now. If not, that's okay. But maybe... I'm going to select to preach to those who have the answers because it's very important uh, to know what we want, to know who we are. And he asked these questions. Will you follow him? Was the first one. So really straightforward question, right? Will you follow him in this season? Will you follow him where you are? Will you follow him now? And the second question was, who are your Peters and Andrews? So you need to go watch that message because he was basically asking, what is the season you are in? Who are the people around you? And this is the question I'd like to continue on today because I was, I was so blessed by Donovan's message and how God spoke to him, how Holy Spirit really directed him last week because he was just on the same train where I was just, I was coming on to that train. So train of thought, but also a train of a journey because we are on a journey. You are not here by mistake. You are not here because you came here to study or you came here to live. That, it might look like that, but you're not here for that. Yeah. I think there is higher purpose on your life why you find yourself in this place today in this time of age. Yeah. And it's a bit challenging time, right? Of yeah. age 2020 and you're in Prague and uh, we're wearing masks and you know, we're, we're, we're complaining about governments and things like that. But I do believe that God really intended it to be like this. Mm -hmm. uh, there's no way where we can imagine how it's going to be. I mean, we can imagine it, but it's not going to be like that. So we, we can spend our lives being disappointed, right? Wherever we go, whatever jobs we have, however much money we have, 
we still be disappointed with something around mm -hmm. our lives. Or we can really have the opportunity to answer the question, what do you want? Yeah. What do you want? And I do believe that God wants, wants to give it to us. So those who previously answered, yes, I will follow him. And I know the people around me I'd like to encourage today because I like them and use this word and I think it's kind of South African thing, tagging along, you know, you're tagging along. And he said, you're already tagging along. So if you're here today, you're here either intentionally with a, an aim, maybe with, with a hunger, with a, another question, maybe after you answer all of these, you have another question. So you're tagging along now, right? Kind of waiting what's going to fall from this tree. What, what is there for me? What can I pick up? And I'd like to give you today some hints, I'd like to give you today some maybe ideas, maybe a platform for you to outwork that and maybe find answers for that question, yeah? yeah. So let's go together. So once you started to tag along with us and you come Sunday, another Sunday, you come to a connect group, you connect it three times a week, you're definitely tagging along, right? <laughs> and we love that because that's why we are here as a church, yeah. to create a community that is tagging along, but while we are tagging along, we're also gaining power. We're gaining something that we can use for the kingdom. So actually, when we found ourselves in this crazy time of age, in this beautiful city, with so many people in it, we are not here to just waste it, or just to slot in to be one of them, but we are here to shine, we are here to bring light to our situations. But with that, when we do that, we have perhaps further questions, because now, okay, I will follow him. I have decided I'll follow him. I also, I have an idea what I want. I'm going to ask him. And maybe it's not just about me. You know, maybe it's not just about who, who I am in this church. It's not just about my need. It's not just about my holiness. It's not about just my worship in this church. It's not just about my seat that is reserved. I got it booked. That's me for the week. Mm -hmm. Maybe there is more. And that's why I call it become unstuck. And who else is underneath you or who are you holding down? Because our response to those questions ask, will you follow me? Who are your Peters and Andrews? What do you want? These questions are not being asked because our own for, for our own sake. Mm -hmm. yeah. But because each single response to this question, depending how the response is, or what is the response, is unlocking somebody else's potential. Amen. Each one of you can unlock potential of so many. Yeah. We, 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 we mentioned last week uh, Billy Graham. We can speak about Rainer Bonke, where one response to these questions unlock lives of millions. Yeah. And I do believe, and I preach this with the hope, that actually me or one of you can be that person. It takes only one person who will answer, who will follow, but who never stop asking questions. Never stop asking questions. What more can I do? And how can I do it? And I think that's the challenge today that we found ourselves in. You know, there is this, I mentioned that profession called evangelism or evangelist. And me personally, I've been asked, we come from, before we came to Prague, we are, we're going to be here six years with my wife and kids. Uh, we were in um, Glasgow in Scotland. And I was serving in a church under my pastor. And every Saturday for three straight years, he asked me to go, go out with them on the street and to evangelize. 
And three straight years, every single Saturday, I had an excuse. You know, the week was terrible. I don't know what I want. I, I don't feel like it. Anything, anything. You know, the dogs, the kids, everything was mentioned just to get out of there. And when we came here to Prague and served in a church here, it became very obvious and apparent that there is this need of going out there and preach the gospel to start asking questions, how do I do that? What is the platform? What can I tap into in the city? How can I exercise this? How can I unlock the potential that is within me that God is putting on my heart? And he brought so many questions and to this day there are questions, but I feel that with this new season that we are in as a church, that we have these amazing pastors that are able to provide answers for us, provide a platform for us, we need to take it seriously and we need to start asking questions. How do we outwork this? Mm -hmm. How do we outwork this relationship that we have personally with God for others? And I'd like to speak about fruit further down the line. So I already mentioned how we can pick something that falls off the tree and how we can run with the fruit. You know, what is the fruit? So you can remember that word fruit. But, you know, when we start asking this question what do I want or who are the people there will be many many more questions many many more questions that you're gonna start asking and there will be difficult questions right mm -hmm. there are gonna be questions like why would I get out of bed today especially if you decide to do something for the kingdom and you decide that there are some people around you that need, need to hear the message that you carry everything comes against you and I'd like to encourage you that those scriptures that I already uh, highlighted to you, that we'll be speaking about today, are not just scriptures that are to read, but they are promises. They're very significant promises. And I'd like to come together today in one heart, one mind, one spirit, that we can actually understand those promises. Yeah? Right. With this, you will feel maybe overwhelmed, maybe comfortable, maybe you will feel entitled, maybe you will feel frustrated, maybe you'll feel holy, depending where you are on the journey with God. Maybe you'll feel self-righteous, maybe you'll feel just as, I, I'm just consuming here, you know, I'm not going to touch anything, I, I came to consume, it's about me, you know, we spoke, Tonoma spoke about what do you want, now I'm finding what I want, it's just about me, you know, don't speak about somebody else now, it's about me, now give me at least three months, it's about me, it's about me coming on a Sunday, having a chair, having a coffee, feeling holy. It's about me. But actually it's not. And I'm not saying that arrogantly. I'm saying that because the word is teaching. It's not just about us. Yeah. It's about the word, world. And the word is giving us instruction how to reach this world. Yeah. How to be like Christ. Yeah. How to be like what he intended for us to be. Yeah. In the fullness, right? So you will have so many, so many questions once you start taking this seriously. Why am I here today? Why am I listening to this? Is it pro provoking something in me? Is it, is it burning something in me? Do I feel something that actually I'm supposed to fulfill with my life? And that is good. So if you feel that already, I'm not sure if you do, maybe I'm not preaching very well, I'm not sure, but there is something that is on our life that we need to we need to fulfill. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying everybody's an evangelist. And I'm not going to now teach you about evangelism because mm -hmm. I'm not that guy. I'm just going to be very real. When you look at other people, do you just pass them? Do you just 
ignore them or do you just answer basic questions that anybody in the world can answer or do you challenge? Do you challenge? Do you go deeper with people? Do you, do you go out of your comfort zone? Because hmm. if so, then something is burning. Yeah. If you go in the extra mile, something's burning. Yeah. Something is going down. First, lots of things in us need to go down. Lots of guards, lots of pretend sort of faces that we are these Christians and we just need here or there. God actually won't just, He wants from us to be real, to be real in front of Him. First, honest with ourselves and then asking those questions that we already ask, unlocking the potential that's in us without making too much fuss about it, right? So, I'm trying to get aligned with my notes, but maybe I just check them soon because they're not helping me. Uh, and I, I knew that today. I was, I was a little bit nervous, so pray for me. Uh, but I know that the Holy Spirit was, is on this. Amen. And at the, end of, at the end of this speech, uh, I'll ask Michael just to pull up one slide up. Um, because we want to provide a platform. And I want to provide a platform in this season for us to rally behind, to give... Uh, you space to be you mm. and to reach the city for, for Jesus. So that's the aim for this page, yeah? If I lost you already. But I do believe I don't. So, you know, asking questions is always good because when we ask questions, we can uh, make some decisions. And the more questions we ask and the answers we get, the stronger decision it is. So I'd like to encourage you even this, this week after this speech, just ask, ask me questions. There'll be some contacts on the screen for me. Ask questions. Ask lots of questions. Ask um, anything um, you need to know. Because when we ask questions and we seek answers, we make very strong decisions together. Yeah? Because I'm here now standing alone and I'm going to put something to you that is an invite. But I also didn't figure out everything in my life. I didn't figure out everything as an evangelist, but I'd like to. But we all know that when we do things together, they're much stronger. Mm. Because we have more eyes, we have more ears, we have more mouths, mm. we have more hands, and we can go stronger. So I encourage you today to um, already write some questions and ask them. And I'd like to provide you with some answers. And I'm so thankful to God that He gave us His Word. Because the best answer you can get is from the Word of God. Yeah. The Word of God unlocks every single potential, bit of potential that you have. The Word of God will bring to life even things that you never knew you can actually ask. The Word of God will align it and the Word of God will build it up. I never went to the Word of God to study or just to read sometimes and you know, you go to the Word of God usually as Christians as, as I know when we are in trouble, when we are down, when we are struggling, we want to, we want to kind of come to God, so we open our Bibles and we do some reading, maybe some studying, maybe, maybe we are just expecting that He will speak to us. But I never left actually the Word of God feeling worse than when I entered into it, right? Yeah. Maybe I was a bit confused because the Holy Spirit spoke. Maybe I was confused why, why what I just read is there. But that's already a progression, right? It's an upward, upward sort of trend. So the Word of God always builds up. And I believe that as we are asking, as we are seeking together as a church, and we are coming to the Word of God, the Word of God will build us up as a church, as an individual, as an evangelist. 
So you might ask, okay, last week we spoke about me asking this personal question, what do you want? And I finally arrived at the place, I'm here now, I'm comfortable with my answer, uh, I'm comfortable with uh, how I asked it and what I got, and now I want at least a year to just, just be cozy in that, right? But we know that when Jesus came to this earth, he wasn't really taking his time, right? It was a very, 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 very speedy ministry. It was very hectic. Especially when he started to um, find and raise the disciples. It was a really accelerated mission. So I want to challenge you that when you're in the space when you're seeking, it's a good space. Remind me that space and ask more questions. Don't just get satisfied with one answer. Because God is going to tell you regardless of what you think that He loves you. He's going to see the potential. He already knows the potential. He's going to tell you your purpose. And don't dwell too long on that, but put it into action. Because in today's world, when we, even when we stay, when we feel we are comfortable, when we feel we are actually in a good place, when we feel we're getting the answers, we're being fed, but we are staying in one place, we are already falling back because everybody else is moving. So let's be the people who are going to be at the forefront. Let's move, let's move quickly. When we are in a space where you, you feel God is speaking, where you feel you're getting the answers, where the word is jumping from the pages at you, when you are not understanding, but you're battling with, you're chewing it, and you're twisting it, and you're trying to understand, let's ask for more. Yeah. Because that's the zone where the Holy Spirit wants us yeah. to be constantly challenged. Not to be satisfied, not to be stuck. Yeah. So let's become unstuck and see what other fruit there is around us. Because I think that's what God wants to see. He didn't die just so there is a certain status quo, that there is a religion and there is a church of certain number. He died because he wanted to see movement. He died because he intended so much more for us in this world. And he intended that for every single person. But He cannot move without us. He cannot move without us acting on His Word. So as we're speaking about these things, I like to start um, calling it what it is, right? We are a church that is reaching out. Yes, we are between four walls, but we are reaching out. We are reaching out because that's what church was sent for, to reach out to help, to be the hope of the world. The local church is the hope of the world. Yeah. And what is our world? It's this city. So we don't want to be just passive and just waiting who comes through the door, but we want to come to people right, in this season. We want to evangelize. What does that mean? We don't want to just say nice things uh, to people that they can get, you know, having a beer with a friend. We want to bring it to the world. We want to reach this city with the gospel of hope. We want to reach this city with the gospel of love. We want to reach this city with the gospel that builds in people's lives. I'm not saying now that we're going to be screaming at the street corner that Jesus loves people, but we want to be intentional, we want to be practical, and want to be doing what the gospel is telling us. Yeah. To go to heal the blind, to see the sick healed, to see the lame walk, we want to see people well. We want to see people coming and to be saved. Because salvation is all of the above. Amen. 
And he wants us to come out of our comfort zone. Because if we are not coming our, out of our comfort zone, we don't come, become unstuck and we don't see the fruit that can grow from our branches. Yeah. It's like we are just this whole one branch, single, that is happy where we are, but we are not really, you know, there is no spring, there is no, no budding, there is no expectation. And God doesn't want people like that. His church is flowering. His church is providing shade for many. His church is providing a safe place for many. And that doesn't mean they come through the door on a Sunday automatically. No, we come to them and we tell them about this home they have. We tell them about this hope they have. We tell them about this Savior they have. And there are many promises in the Bible. There are many promises in the Word of God. And sometimes we read them and we say, okay, good, but I don't really see it in my life. I don't really see that happening in my life on a daily basis. It's amazing. It's so amazing that actually we just reject it. It's so amazing we just overlook it because it surely cannot happen in my life. And I want to encourage you, it can and it will. But God is acting for your action. God is uh, waiting for your action. God is waiting for your question. God is waiting for your stirring. God is waiting for your move. Yeah. Because He already moved. Amen. He gave us the word. He gave us His Son. He gave us everything. Yeah. So we can be empowered to move. Yet, we become stuck. We become stuck. We become sitting in one spot. We become comfortable. And we don't act on the one single thing He asked you to do. Ask us to act on. And that is sharing the gospel. Yeah. Amen. And there is one promise that is, I do believe, bigger than any other promises. And this promise is the promise of the fruit. What is the fruit for you in life? Did you ask yourself, what, what fruit do I want to see in my life? For some people, it's a career, it's a job. They generate wealth, and that's a fruit. Kids, the fruit of their life. For some people, it might be um, starting a business, building that business to a certain level, selling it off. That's the fruit of their life. But you need to ask a further question. Which fruit, when I believe that I'm saved and I'm Christian, I'm going to heaven, and I, I, I am the follower of Christ, what fruit am I taking with me? Is there one fruit that I can take with me? Can you take the company? No. Can you take your cars? No. Can you take your family? Maybe, yeah. And that's where I'm going. The only fruit we can take with us is the saved souls. The only fruit we're going to see beyond this life are the saved souls. The only fruit that we're going to rejoice over and be blessed by is the people around us who got to know Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Amen? Amen? Is it good? Yeah. Does it sound good? Does it sound like it flows? <laughs> okay. Because now we went to the scripture and scripture always flows. So that's my saving grace here today. And I'd like to bring uh, your attention to uh, Genesis 15. And we will uh, be reading from Genesis 15, 1 to 6. And I titled this one, The Reward, right? So let's read together. You know Genesis is the beginning. So we are the beginning, maybe for so many. Definitely beginning for me because I want to depart on a journey that I'm very sort of 
uh, okay, respectful of, respectful of, very uh, aware of, and very um, maybe humbled to even start because I didn't see myself that way just a few months ago. And God is telling something that we need to do in here, right? Mm -hmm. And people are telling me, you're evangelist, you're evangelist. And I, I, I cannot see myself that way. But I, I want to see myself that way. I want to see myself that I am doing something for the kingdom that is expanding, that is reaching out, that is helping others to rally behind me. Mm -hmm. And i like to inspire that in you today. So the reward. At the beginning. This is the story where uh, we're going to recognize some names. Which is Abraham, it's Sarah. And it's their story. So after all these things, this word came to Abraham in a vision. What does it mean after all these things? He was battling, he was fighting, he was taking ground, he was obeying God, he was uh, sacrificing a lot. I want to tell you also, if you're not become successful, then you need to sacrifice. Mm. Because successful people sacrifice. That's why Abraham was a successful person. And he had a vision. And in this vision, God came to him and said to him, Don't be afraid, Abraham. I am your shield. Your reward will be grand. Abraham said, God, Master, what use are your gifts as long as I am childless and Eliezer of Damascus is going to inherit everything? Abraham continued, See, you have given me no children, and now mere house servants is going to get it all. Then gods came. Then gods came. Don't worry. He won't be your hair. A son from your body will be your hair. Then he took him outside and said, Look at the sky. Count the stars. Can you do it? Count your descendants. You're going to have a big family, Abraham. And he believed. Believed God. And God declared him, set right with God. Mm. This is from the message translation, by the way. I should have told you that. I love translation. Even though it's not really a translation, but it's a, what do you call it? Interpretation. It's interpretation. That's the right word, yes. But I love how God speaks in that interpretation because he somehow speaks more of a plain language. And sometimes, even in church, we become so... Funny that we use this kind of funny language, right? We, we can call it Christianese or I don't know what it is, but we, we become all oh, blessed and this is amazing stuff. And we stop becoming real who we are, you know, because then we leave the church and suddenly our language changes. I'm not sure it's just me, but it's happened, definitely it's happening to me. If somebody else is like that, then bless you. Because you already recognize that there is something that God loves actually about us when we are real and we can be real in front of Him, right? And the same is with Abraham. He's really questioning God. He's saying, how can this happen when I'm childless? And he's telling him, look at the sky and you can count all your descendants. Have you sometimes look at the sky and counted your descendants? Have you sometimes went on your balcony or terrace, like the strong stuff, or just in your yard, wherever it is, and look up and count your descendants? Did you ever ask yourself a question, how many lives is the revelation that I understood, I accepted, and I'm following? What is the potential of that revelation? Or just, am I just really an egoistic person and just keep it for myself? 
Because that's the journey that I'm currently undergoing. It's like, this is this amazing God, Jesus Christ. He came. He died for me. I live in this truth. I'm blessed by this truth daily. I'm moving with this truth. I see the fruit of this truth in my family, in my kids, in my finances, in my job. And yet, I have such difficulty to share this truth with others. I always have some generic funny questions that this world has already answers for, or I have an answer like this world has that is no different from this world. And I forget to actually share the basis of this truth that this is all available to me because of the fact that I'm his follower, that I live in the truth that I am redeemed, that I live in the truth that I have a bigger purpose and I live in this purpose. So how many times did you come outside and on your balcony and maybe look down on the street with the people moving and ask yourself, can I count all these descendants? Because these are the people that potentially can walk with you at the end days when Jesus returns and they're going to raise up with you and go with you and you're going to have that fruit. You're going to see them in eternity. Because when we speak about eternity, like Abraham, he probably thought this is crazy, this is eternity, this must be eternal because I don't know how me, childless person, can have such a nation. That, that will take eternity to build. And when we speak about eternity, we speak about two places, right? It's either eternity with God or it's eternity without God. And surely if we are so happy that we are in eternity with God, we cannot, we cannot Keep it just to ourselves. There is, we are creative people because we are created in the image of God and God is creative and He wants to create in others. And He said, I want to create through you in others. I want to take your life, I want to take your purpose and create through you for others. There is fruit that is in you on your branches that needs to be brought to life. Yeah. There's the branch that Donovan likes to preach about as well that, you know, it's, it's producing wine because it's plugged into Him. And we are the branches, you're the branch that is plugged and needs to be producing the fruit. The second scripture I'd like to go to is John 14. And we're going to be reading from John 14, 8. Up to John 14, 14. And I call this one, Requested. And Don already touched on that last week. He said, what do you want? And when you know what you want, you need to ask for it, right? So, in Genesis 15, clearly God provided an answer to Abraham that you just count your descendants. You just believe. And he believed. By his faith, he requested what God wanted him to have, right? It's all by faith. But faith without action cannot start anything, right? We can have faith, but that faith needs to prompt an action. If that action is not being prompted by the faith, maybe we need to work on building that faith to be bigger, right? And then we become unstuck because suddenly we realize, you know, I just started running recently and I set for myself certain goals, right? That I will achieve this and then when I achieve that, I will, I will continue and get there faster. So I set myself a distance, I reach that distance, and I'm re reaching that distance in a faster time. 
And what I realized in that, that actually if you set yourself a distance, then when you do it repeatedly, the beginning is the toughest. It's not the end, because you set yourself a distance, you know where you're, where you're gonna get to, right? But the, the going there to starting there is very difficult. Actually, at the end, it's easier than to start there because like, okay, I need to start again to go to the same distance. But when you set for your life a distance, when you set, that's where I, that's where I want to be, that's where I want my, what I carry to be for others. It's always the most difficult just to get started. The enemy, he will take everything that's available. By the way, it just lies. It's not real. But he takes it and he's gonna twist it and bend it in front of you just to keep you stuck. Yeah. You need to become unstuck and that's through faith. So we need to act. And John 14 is saying to us that we need to just request it. So I'm reading here from John 14, 8. Philip said, Master, show us the Father. Then we'll be content. Sure. You've been with me all this time, Philip, and you still don't understand. To see me is, is to see the Father. So how can you ask, where is the Father? Don't you believe that I am the Father and the Father is in me? The words that I speak to you aren't mere words. I don't just make them up on my own. The Father who resides in me crafts each word into a divine act. Believe me, I am in my Father, and my Father is in me. Mm -hmm. If you can't believe that, believe what you see, these works. The person who trusts me will not only do what I'm doing, but even greater things, because I, on my way to the Father, am giving you the same work to do that I've been doing. Yeah. You can count on it. From now on, whatever you request, along the lines of who I am and what I'm doing, I'll do it. Amen. I have goosebumps reading this. <laughs> yeah. If you do, then that's good. <laughs> that's how the Father will be seen for who He is in the Son. Yeah, exactly. I mean it. Whatever you requested in His way, I'll do, He says. He reiterates that just in case we didn't hear the first time He says it. But you know what's more, more important here? Do you know the reward of your Christian life? Do you know the reward? Can you, can, you, can, you, can you articulate the reward for your Christian life? Can you articulate the reward of your salvation? What is the reward of your salvation? I always thought it's actually just me being um, predestined and me being going on on a journey where I know the end and that's I'll be with God in heaven. Mm. But is that really the answer? Are we are we do we have a God that's selfish? Do we have a God that's just personal and just for you? Or do we have a God that he includes always others? Do we have a God that comes to each life specifically and individually? Yes. But is he planting a seed that doesn't produce? No. He always finds a seed that produces. And you are the seed that is producing. And he says, just believe this because the works I've done, you'll do even more. Mm. 
He said, you just, you just do minimum as what I've done, but I believe you do even more. And why? What are the bases that he will do even more? Because we request it, but he is not here anymore. You are here now. You are in his place. You are in the place of Jesus on this earth. And he went to be, he, he's basically writing down everything you need, everything that God said, what do you want? He's asking, he's writing it down, what you shout back, you want? Then he's writing it down on this ledger, and he's creating a marketing budget for you in front of the Father to give it to him, so you have everything you need for what you set your life to be in this earth. Yeah. And he will do it. He said twice, he will do it. He said, just believe it, I'll do it. Yeah. And why he's saying you will do even more? I was always looking at this as like, yeah, maybe he just knows that we, we now know that we are saved, that we, we are filled with the Spirit, so we surely know that we can do more than him. But actually, every time I look at Jesus, it's like I can, know, I, I can never be like him. I can never be like Jesus Christ. I can never achieve what he achieved. Yet, he's contradicting that in the word. He said, you can do more than I've done on this earth. And it doesn't come to the fact where we can, what we can do in our own will, in our own strength, in our own power. But it comes to the fact that he's not the Father, the Father is in him. And he is advocating for you with the Father directly. That wasn't, this wasn't possible for us when Jesus was here. But he went up to unlock that for us so we can be like him on this earth and we can act like him. He's the bridge. It's not just our personal salvation. He's saying you're going to heal the sick. You're going to open the eyes of the blind. However you want to understand that. But you open an eyes of a blind person that is not necessarily blind. But they're just lost. They're, they're going through this world. They're tugging along the wrong things. And God just sent you so you can make the way for some people to tag along along the lines that you believe. And through your life practically, they want to see, that's the family I want to have. That's the job maybe I want to have. That's the happiness I want to see. That's the smile I want to have. That's the health I want to have. That's the posture that I want to have. But you know what, more importantly, that's the authority I want to have. Because you have an authority. You have an authority to unlock these things because you have direct connection with the guy who holds the budget. And that's Jesus Christ. And he already presented that budget in front of the Father. And he said, stand, okay, go. But you still sit and you just ask the same question. Three months down the line, six months down the line, one year down the line, 20 years down the line. I was asking this question for 15 years. I was saved. I was living my holy life, you know, in the church and just coming every Sunday, serving there, not knowing who I'm serving. And 15 years I thought something that was just uh, one person of what God intended for me to do. And I want you to start thinking about this big dream, this big vision, this, this, this place of maybe where you feel stuck, that you will just ask actually who are you suffocating by you being stuck. Because through you there is life. God created in you, but now He wants to create through you. He didn't just want to create in you, he wants to create through you the things that he called you to be. And this stuckness or stuckedness, I, that's a terrible word, but yeah. It's basically, I have a new word for it, it's a lack of identity. Sure. You know, we lack identity, we lack 
understanding of who we are as his followers. Who we are as followers and what he called us to do in here. In John 14, 12, as I read, we read this um, in a different um, explanation. You, by faith, become one with the Son. You. He speaks about Him, but He's meaning you, because He represents you now, in front of the Father. So you, by faith, become one with the Son. Shall have the Son, and therefore the Father dwelling in Him. And you are the instrument through which God will carry out into effect all, all His works. You are His instrument, and you have the identity of Him in this world. You are like Him. Jesus is now with the Father, and God is looking, where is my Son? Oh, He's here, but who is on the earth? And He sees you, but He doesn't see you with your insufficiencies or whatever it is. He sees Jesus. He sees the full picture of Jesus in you. And He just wants you to to have that identity and he wants you to walk with that identity and with that authority into places that you go every day. Yeah. It's like Jesus, he's now the supercharger. I don't know if you're into cars, I like cars, and some cars have supercharger, right? So what the supercharger does? So here's some power of our own, right? And we we were, hope, we, have, we were having hopes for that power that the engine produces, right? We had some hopes and we, we thought that that's, that that's the thing that I'm doing, but it maybe didn't have the effect that we thought, but that power is still there. That power is still there and it's not wasted. And Jesus is picking it up. It's like when you have the supercharger, basically it works with the ex exhaust um, yeah. uh, flow mm -hmm. to bring extra power to the, to the wheels, to the transmission, right? And Jesus says, no, I'm not done with you yet. There's this extra power. And he just supercharges it back. And he wants you to know that your idea is not wasted. Your life is not wasted. Even though you maybe had a different idea about it, it's not wasted. He can still take it and make it work. Your creativity is not wasted. Who you are, how you speak, how you carry yourself, the places you are in, they're not wasted. These are the ministries. It's not just on a Sunday in the church. It's in your workplace. It's in your family. It's in the places where you operate. He just wants you to operate out of the identity of Jesus Christ. Not saying that, I'm not saying you're going to be the crazy person in the workplace. But you're going to be the person who is not afraid to be real with people. You're not going to be afraid to make some people uncomfortable. But not in a crazy way. But in a way where you will share your life. You will tell them what you believe and how that powers your life. Mm -hmm. You tell them about the supercharger that you have, you know, that is supercharging your life, and that is Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And I'd like to close with this point today. Maybe I'm getting a bit, bit late, but uh, I'd like to close with this scripture. And it's going to be Isaiah 42, so you can find it already. And is a title to that one, and I, I love that title to this scripture. The title is, God who makes us alive with his own life. How amazing is that, right? God is making us alive with his own life. With his own life. What does it mean? Let's read the scripture first, and we can, we can uh, look in the details. God's message. The God who created the cosmos, stretched out the skies, laid out the earth, 
and all that grows from it, who breathes life into earth's people, makes them alive with his own life. I am God. Jehovah. I am God. I have called you to live right and well. I have taken responsibility for you. Keep you safe. I have sent you among my people to bind them to me and provided you as a lighthouse to the nations. You are a lighthouse to the nations. You came to Prague, you are a lighthouse to the nation of Czech Republic. You are the lighthouse. God called you here to be a lighthouse to the nations. To make a start at bringing people into the open, into light. Opening blind eyes, releasing prisoners from the dungeons, emptying the dark prisons. I am God. That is my name. I am God. That is my name. I don't franchise my glory. Don't endorse the no-God idols. Take note. The earlier predictions of judgment have been fulfilled. I'm announcing the new salvation work. Before I burst onto the scene, I'm telling you about it. This is amazing because he's so concerned with his people that he wants to let them know before this craziness starts, I'm telling you, I want to work with you. Don't be surprised. And he says, I love this. I don't franchise my glory. But are we franchising his glory? Are we becoming just like a franchise for something that he never spoke about? Or are we really doing his work? Because he says, I am binding you to me. I'm responsible for you. I want to bring you to the level where I intended it for you. Because there is some work to be done on this earth. And before it happens, I want to tell you that you are on my side. That I'm behind you. I'm giving you everything. So basically in this Isaiah verse, everything in the Genesis 15 and John 14 is coming together. And he's saying, I am God. I'm your provider. You are in me. I'm in you. Jesus, my son, is advocating for you here. He's with me. What are you waiting for? What are you waiting for on this earth? Are you just franchising my glory? On every Sunday just to sing songs and be holy? In fact, actually, today the worship was amazing, Jess. And guys, I really enjoyed it. But it's not for our enjoyment. God was here and he said, that's, that's for me. That's for me. There's no other things that you worship. Yeah.